Hello everyone, thank you for joining us and welcome to A Turn of Events, where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nate, the CEO and Creative Director of Nate Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City. However, we do events all over the world. Uh, we specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings, which is pretty much anything. If you are looking to do a virtual, hybrid, or live event, we can absolutely help you with that. We can also uh, just consult. If you just need some advice, reach out to us. Happy to help you out with that. If you are a wedding or event planner and you are looking to start your own business, please join us over at the Event Planner Society Facebook group. There are amazing people in there. We just hit 1,000 people in the group and I'm really, really excited and proud of that. We, I give some great tips. I share 30 years of my experience in the industry lots of information, collaboration, networking, all kinds of great stuff. So my next guest is really awesome. We're going to talk about shift your paradigm, change your life with Curtis Stamp. Curtis is, he ditched his nine to five nearly two decades ago in pursuit of entrepreneurial freedom. In addition to owning and operating a successful self-managing company, Curtis found his true passion in helping others as a Bob Proctor, PGI consultant. Curtis is a personal growth, mindset, and success mentor, teaching others how to destroy negative self-limiting habits and beliefs to create and nurture a bulletproof mindset and powerful self-image so they can accelerate their results in any area of their life in the shortest amount of time possible. And I'm all about that, all about that. Curtis, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. No, I read these over and I still get stuck <laughs> every time. It's because I'm looking up and looking down, so I get all, uh, anyway, that's all right. It's all good. You're awesome. I love everything about mindset and Bob Proctor and all that great stuff, so I'm really excited to talk to you about this. Yeah, like uh, So how long ago did you work with him? Um, so I've studied with Bob and his material for the past uh, three years or so. Um, and right. I decided just because there's so much shifted in my life and I saw how hard it was before and working with all types of different coaches and programs. And when I started working with this material specifically, I saw how quickly things could shift. And I spent a better part of a decade looking for quick shifts for ways to help close the gap between what I know and what I do and the information that I paid money for and, you know, turning that into results. And I couldn't get that to fit. And as I started working with Bob, that's when really everything started to shift. So um, with the self-managing company and the intro that you mentioned, it provides me a lot of free time. And with that free time, I, I get a lot of time to think. And I started to realize like, I'm not living in my purpose. My purpose is truly to help others. I wanna help others now so they don't have to go through such a hard, long road that I did to get themselves where they wanna go in their life. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I um, as I mentioned earlier, I coach wedding and event planners on how to start a business. And, uh, you know, it's all about helping. I, when I started, I, it was a struggle for me. I didn't know how to price myself, forms, how to talk to the client. What does my contracts look like? I didn't know any of that stuff. So, um, and I was in tears because nobody would help me. And, you know, there's so much work out there. We can't possibly do all of this, you know, all of the work that's out there. So, um, and unless somebody walked in my shoes 24-7, which they don't, so 
um, I'm all about helping and I love to do that. So, awesome. so what is what is a paradigm and how is it formed? Yeah, so a lot of people that word could be very foreign to. Sometimes it's thrown around very loosely. So essentially what a paradigm is, it's a multitude of habits that has exclusive control over your over your behavior and it's subconscious. And the right. thing about that is the, the interesting thing about that is most about 96 to 98 percent of our behavior is actually habitual. So we're spending most of our day going through the day habitually. And wow. if someone lives with us, they can pretty much set a clock and they know exactly when we're doing what we're doing throughout the day. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of true. Um, and you know, we have routines, right? We get into our routines and um, it's just like if somebody's afraid, and I've said this on so many of these shows, if somebody is afraid to do video, which you have to be visible, you have to be out there if you want to get clients for your business. Um, you have to get away from that fear and get change your habits of not doing it Absolutely. and do it because eventually you're going to be, you know, like when I started this a year ago, this is my 40th episode, which wow. I can't believe. I know when I started, I was scared. I was scared to death that I could talk to anybody. Anybody who knows me out there knows that I am, you know, I love conversation and I can talk to anybody. So um, but when you're in front of a camera, I'm a behind the scenes girl. I'm an event producer behind the scenes. So in front of a camera, it, it feels different, right? You feel Absolutely. like everybody's judging you and you can see yourself and you're like, oh my God, what is this face that I have now? You know, like, <laughs> women have those things. So it's a lot different. So it's just getting into it and doing it now. I love doing it. I, I am so comfortable now. Um, and I just, it's so fun and I love talking to other people. So I think it's great. It's just get changing that habit is Absolutely. what's really, really important. Right. Yes. And then it just becomes second nature. It's just like if you're working out or if you're eating right, changing your diet, I changed, I stopped doing dairy many, many years ago yeah. on occasion, you know, I'll have a slice of pizza now and then, but I didn't do it for, um, because I had any kind of a disease or anything like that. I just did it because I felt like it was going to make me feel better. And it sure did. Right. So, um, but that habit, it's just becomes natural. Now you don't, when you don't do something repetitively, then you um, get in the habit of not doing it. So absolutely. Totally, totally understand. the paradigm controls all of our logic. It really is essentially dictates how we see the world, our paradigm, you know, um, yeah. our logic is really defined by the paradigm. And if you think back, even when the Wright brothers started the first flight, like people logically thought that was insane, but they went outside of that logic and challenged it, right? Yeah, um, yeah People thought, sure. you know, the world was round at one, or sorry, flat at one point, and it's logical if you really think about it. You know? Sure. And our, and our paradigm keeps us wired to where we are. It really, really impedes growth. A lot of people do things unconsciously, and when we start to learn really what's behind how we're making those changes, the results, the, the, the results can just accelerate like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So how does it show up in our life? It's a great question. Um, so essentially, if you want to know where your paradigm is at, uh, you got to look at your results. And it can show up very differently in different people's results. And it can show up differently in your own results. For example, you could have a really good paradigm when it comes to making money but you could have a really poor paradigm when it comes to health, okay? So results really tell the story. They're the, um, the looking glass, you could say, of really what's going on deep inside of our subconscious mind, of our true beliefs about ourselves. you know, the image that we hold of ourselves. 
Uh, it's really, a lot of it's below our conscious awareness. So we have to look at the results. How am I showing up in cam on camera? Am I, you know, making commitments? Am I failing to show up to them? Am I able to take the information that I'm paying money for and implement into my life? Or am I paralyzed by fear? You know, right. these are all different, different little clues to how you're operating subconsciously. Right, right. I've gotten to the point now in my life where fear like pisses me off. <laughs> Great place to be. Like, pisses me off. And so now I'm like, okay, I've got to get on the other side of this, right? So that I don't feel that fear and I, it makes me feel um, empowered and, um, and the confidence, right? So when you build your confidence, and you change your confidence, it's everything. So I, I know I went to college late in life and um, boy, what a difference that made. And as soon as I graduated college, I've had my business 12 years now. So as soon as I graduated college, I I started my business and I never thought in a million years I would start my own business. And yeah. it certainly has been a roller coaster, which it always is and it always will be. Even as successful as you are, as you start to grow, things do change and Absolutely. You know, it's, it's always changing. So you never, um, and I, even if I start to feel complacent and I just don't, I, I, I have to shift things up. Like I feel like, okay. And if I'm scared about something and I've said this so many times before, I feel like, okay, this is probably something big that's about to happen that's really good. So yes. if I get nervous about it, I've learned and I can't say that enough. It's so crazy. So many people that have been in business a long time say the same thing. So I try to tell my, my Facebook group that um, because a lot of them are just starting out and they're scared and, you know, yeah. I might be able to do it. And, you know, I tell them just follow what I tell you to do. You've got to be consistent. And you just got to be out there. So, so why does the paradigm have so much control over our results and life? Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of things. So if they simply followed what you did, because you yeah. have the recipe, they would be successful, but they have a habit, their paradigm takes over. I will do this, but I won't do that because I don't feel comfortable. I will do the three of the five things Annette says, but I won't do the fourth and the fifth, you know? Right. And right. it's the fear, it's, it's the programming they have, it's the image of themselves telling them, I'm afraid, what are people gonna think of me? I can't do this, I'm too old, I'm too skinny, I'm too fat, you know? <laughs> They're not gonna take me seriously. I'm. You know, uh, for example, I'm working with an actor and he, his thing is Hollywood's very minority based. So I'm not going to get a role. And that's yeah. his paradigm telling him that. And he's continually talking that into existence. So when he goes in front of the camera, he is not in the spirit of it because his mind is telling him the whole time they're judging me, they're thinking this. And so we got to squash those. Right. For sure. I, I worked in film and television for 17 years, but behind the scenes. So I'm well aware yes the entertainment industry and all of that that went goes on behind the scenes. So I get that and there's a lot of insecurity in that Absolutely. business, which is, you know, listen, we all have insecurities. No matter how strong we look on the outside, we all have them. 100%. Uh, it's, it's just working on them and getting through that, right? So that makes yeah. a big difference. Um, okay, great. So how does altering the paradigm unleash so much potential in a person's life? Yeah, so if we learn to alter the paradigm, we can become so much more effective. So like I said, as exclusive control pretty much on how we spend our entire day, how we spend our time, um, how we're, we're approaching what we're doing in terms of productivity. When we learn to really get more effective and start managing our tasks, um, being able to become 100% focused on what we're doing, our, like the, you can liken it to the 
to nuclear energy to the water wheel. You know, that jump in explosiveness and in productivity, when you start to believe in yourself and start to understand, it's not necessarily just what a person is doing, it's how you're doing it. It's the energy you put behind it, the mindset, you know, that's so loosely thrown around. But yeah, successful my, people, yeah. you know, we could all just copy everybody and we'd all be successful. But it's, that doesn't work like that. It's because they're doing things in a certain way. It's how they're doing it. It's the energy. It's the belief that they're putting out there and what they attract back. So altering the paradigm, altering how we see ourselves, altering how we show up, altering our beliefs about things. Um, it's just, it's incredible the explosive results that can happen in such a short amount of period of time. Right. And so how does someone start doing that? Like, what do you have a daily ritual? Like, what do you yeah. do to shift that for ourselves? Absolutely. So, for example, your listeners, they're they're in the, the wedding business, I'm assuming, correct? Events. And yeah, event events, weddings. events and, and they have a goal and and they all have a financial goal. It could be a lifestyle goal. It could be to take care of their children. It could be by their parents or house, whatever it is. They need to get their goal down on a piece of paper. And I have it on a goal card. I carry with me every single day. I read it in the morning. I write about it every morning. And that's how I start my day. I get into the vibration, into the vision of my goal. And right. that's going to change a lot immediately because right away, so many of us start our day with fear. I don't know if I can do this. Is this a good idea? How am I going to do this? And we have all this negative self-doubt going on in our mind. So if we start the day on a positive note, getting emotionally involved with our goal, um, our emotions create a different action. And we'll start taking action quicker and more easily than we would if we were in a negative vibration um, and forcing that action, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. Even if it's just like take a po write it on a post-it and put it on your mirror. Everybody looks in the mirror every day. Yeah, so absolutely. You get it, it, put it on your mirror or put it next to your nightstand or you know what that is and just envision what that looks like with your life and having that business. And, absolutely. and you start, when I start to get fear and I start thinking about the negativity of something, I change that thought immediately. And yeah. even if around me says something negative about something I'll say don't say that change that change it right now because I feel like if I put it out in the universe it's going to be so I know that probably sounds crazy but it is true I really truly believe that like if I say something negative it it's possible that that could come true and you want to keep saying the positive things Absolutely. right so, um you know if you're gonna lose weight I'm gonna lose that 20 pounds I'm gonna lose that 20 pounds and then just do the do the things yeah. that you towards that goal. You can't just keep saying that, right? It doesn't just work like, no. okay, I'm gonna say this every day and it's gonna happen. I'm gonna it start my action. and it's gonna happen. You have to take action. Yeah. And it's hard work. It's hard work to start a business. It is not easy. And I tell my 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 team that I tell everybody that that's in my Facebook group. You're going to work your ass off. Like yeah. this is not going to be an easy thing. So yeah, um, something Annette, I wanted just to chime in on as well. Part yeah. of the paradigm is is a big part, and part of the problem most of us really suffer from when we're trying to do anything of value is that we're programmed to live through our senses. So we're starting the business, and you know we're two, three, four, five months in. We don't see the balance sheet changing. We don't see the company growing. So we automatically start continually. Uh, reaffirming this to ourselves because we don't see it transpiring on our physical world yet. And that's how we're trained to live. But we don't understand that there's so much happening that we cannot see. We're doing the work, we're putting the energy out there, we're taking the action. 
And the business, the goal is coming closer to us as we do that. And eventually it could just be this phone call that shows up. You make a connection on Instagram, like things start to show up in our life. But so many of us get distracted by the external. We give up before we even start. So yeah. it's so important. It's so true. And that's the thing. Someone just said to me yesterday, because like they, I've been networking with this women's group for a really long time. And I don't know, seven years ago, you know, I've had my business for 12. I've been in the business for 30 years, but I've had my business for 12. So it's a whole nother ball game. I can yeah. plan events till the cows come home, but running the business is another, another yeah. thing in itself. So they said to me, cause I just signed a really big deal this week. So it's like, yeah, it's a really, really great, but it didn't happen overnight. And it, was hard work and consistency and it was really really it's just it's amazing that I and I have to celebrate that we always have to celebrate our wins no Absolutely. matter how small or big they are but she had said to me I can remember like six years ago or seven years ago that you were so upset I was sitting in front of the group and you're reaching out when you're, the, the mastermind group is for a reason to help each other in their businesses and I was talking about my business and it wasn't doing well. It's a roller coaster, right? And I was, I didn't know if I was going to have to go get a job and, you know, and then it, I just kept going. I just kept going and I kept doing the things that my coach told me to do and be consistent. And that's the key. If you, the biggest key is to get somebody that's where you want to be and listen to what they say, because Absolutely. It, that's going to do it. So I just, I, I know the feeling I've been there through that roller coaster and all the changes in the paradigm and all of that. So I completely understand that. So um, how did you get involved in this type of thinking and, and, and information? Yeah. So that, that was a long, painful journey to get into this stuff. Some people like my nephew, for example, he's discovered it, you know, introduced it to him. He's 18, 19. And if I had this information in my hands back then, coulda, woulda, shoulda. It didn't yeah. work that way, so you no, don't cry over spilled milk. <laughs> but it was it took me the better part of a decade um, to really stumble across this information. I probably wasn't ready for it, and that's why I wasn't, you know, internalizing it or whatnot. I came across it, but I mean, I started working with therapists. I started working with personal mentors, different types of coaches, uh, strategic coaches, um, all types of different coaching businesses that were you know, well sought after coaches and I invested a lot of money and it was so much strategy and it was all strategy and I could never get the pieces to fit. The information was great. I loved it, but for some reason, and I didn't understand why I couldn't get the information to trans, trans, uh, transpire into results in my life. I really, I couldn't put my finger on what was missing. And then I was in this program for a couple of years and, uh, I was like, I'm not going to renew this year. I know the information they, tell, they are telling me is great. I'm getting some results, but not the results that I wanted. And so I was like, I remember Bob. I'm going to go check out Bob's website. And, and I just started reading. I was like, ah, it won't, won't hurt to try it. You know, so I, I went in and then immediately I was just, I knew immediately that's what I was missing. I was missing the spiritual component, the mindset component, the belief in myself. And that's when things really started to click. That's when I literally just had massive quantum leaps in my other business and it just went you know from a good business to a substantial growth uh, right. within a year yeah 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 i have in my program i have um i have a six-month program i have a couple different programs but i have a mainly my six-month program and i my it's the foundation of putting the business together and all the forms and all the stuff that comes together of putting an event business together but mindset is in there 
entwined in there yeah, all absolutely. because you can beat yourself up, you know? And I wanted to say one thing before is don't get caught up on what everyone else is doing in the industry, right? So you are yourself. You're going to get to where you need to be at the right time. And I've said that to myself so many times. I'm not supposed to get that big client yet. You know, right. I, I, so many times there were like those big clients and I thought, okay, may, I'm just, maybe I'm just not ready for it. Maybe my company's not ready for it, maybe, whatever that was. And so you can't get caught up on what everyone else is doing, how successful everyone else is being, you know, because that's just going to make it, it's going to stop you. It's going to, you're going to freeze. You're going to get the fear. You're not going to yeah. move forward. So for many years, you know, for several years, I was watching another couple companies that were very similar to mine, getting all these big jobs. And then finally, I was in, I would put a proposal in with it as well. And eventually I started getting them too. So yes. you know, just, you're just getting into this. You, it, you're ready when you're ready. It's just, I don't know what that is. It's just, it seems like that's what it is. And so, um, you know, of course, I know I can always handle it, right? I know that big job, I can handle it. But you never know what could come from that. Maybe that client was going to be a complete nightmare, yeah. and I was saved from that. So you just never know. But I think that's um, it's really great, and that you found that. Yeah, such an important point, too. And it's just, you know, I think it's not what we do necessarily. And I talk about this. It's what we, it's how we do it, you know. I'm in, one of my other businesses is a commercial cleaning company. And in my city on lockdown, so many companies were just shrinking, 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 shrinking. And my brother has his own commercial cleaning company and he lost a bunch of clients and he got stuck pretty much the same place for the last year. But because of the way I do things, the way I think, the energy that I put out and the actions that I take, uh, my business exploded in the middle of a pandemic as well while others were, were shrinking. So it, yeah. it, it tells me it's not necessarily what you do, it's how you do it as well. Right. And that's a perfect example of what happened with us is, you know, event in the event industry shut down. And I was like, holy crap, what am I going to do? And my business was like 10 years in and I was like, okay, it's, it's now kind of running itself and doing its thing. And then we shut down and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I immediately thought, okay, you figured out a lot of things before. This is what you do. You plan. You if yeah. there's a great you you hurry up and figure out what's the next step. And so I got on the phone with my AV team that I work closely with. I have several, but this one that I work with all the time. And we had a meeting, and we all said, "Okay, what are you guys doing? What do we need to do? How do I bring my clients to a virtual platform?" Yeah. We talked it out, and we figured it out. And I kind of had to figure it out as I went because yeah. I wasn't doing lot of virtual 100%. Right. Yeah. So. What does that look like as a producer for myself? What tasks will I be able to offer them along the way? And as soon as we did one, I sort of kind of figured, you know, I'm always about fake it till you make it. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of how I've done it along the way. Yeah. And um, you can't, you have to be careful when you're in the event industry though, because it can, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, <laughs> and, you know? And so we just started doing it and I just started calling my clients and saying, okay, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And after the first one, I kind of, you know, so many years in it, I kind of figured it out. And um, so we consulted and we just started doing that. And then I started the show, which was really about getting me in front of the camera and then talking about the fact that I'm doing virtual events. Because in the beginning, I did not talk about the fact that we were doing virtual. I assumed everybody knew I was doing that. 
People will not know what you're doing unless you tell them what you're doing. Absolutely. You have to get that message out there. And so um, I, even myself, knowing all of that, knowing I teach that, I, I just, I lost it for a second. And yeah. then I, I was like, oh, okay. So we changed all of our marketing and just virtual, virtual, virtual. And now we have no virtual events. Everybody's live now, which is crazy. So I have about six events coming up in the next few months and everybody's live. And I'm right. like, oh my gosh, like I got to do a live event now. So <laughs> I can't yeah. sit on my butt. I can't sit on my butt in sweatpants anymore. So I got to like do a live event. But I'm ex it's exciting. So that's yeah. um, a remarkable example, though, uh, and that as how you refuse to allow the external circumstances to dictate your income, for example. And so many yeah. of us are programmed to do that. Oh, it's a pandemic. You know, that's why my 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 income has gone down and that's what they accept as a reality but it doesn't have to be that way you can yeah. choose we have the ability to choose we have the ability to create and it's totally up to the individual to actually take that power and do that that's right that's right and listen i don't love doing virtual events it's not my love i i love live but sometimes you have to do something you don't love to get to another another level of absolutely and if you don't love it, hand it off. Like, are there many tasks in the in, in my business that I don't do? I have a yeah. lot of people that handle a lot of things in my business now, but um, I do the things that I love and that I'm really good at. And I make yeah. sure that my team gets to do the things they love and they're good at. Because if they're, some of them don't like to be on site, some of them don't like to do the logistics. You have to learn that. I had to learn that early on. I was just giving everything to people. And I was like, yeah, yeah they're not good at that. And they don't love it. So if they don't love it, they're not going to do it. And yeah. that's with yourself. If you don't love something, get to a point where you could. There's lots of people out there. You don't have to spend a lot of money to get help nowadays. So, you know, and there's lots of resources. So think about yeah, that. Those are great points, too. That's the sign of a really healthy, mature company, especially when the owner is spending all your time doing, you know, your unique ability, doing what you love to do. Yeah, I love to delegate. So if you don't <laughs> have to delegate, then you might have a problem because it's going to be too much and too Absolutely. You can't run an event business and do it all yourself. No. Like, it's impossible. Delegation is huge. Yeah, you can't Good do that. You. So, I love it. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, as I get older now, I'm like, okay, somebody else run the business. Yeah, but I'm the, yeah I'm the face of the business, so it's hard to do that. But, um, okay, so uh, how has it changed your life, particularly your businesses? Yeah, I mean, some of this came as well, and, and it's interesting that you just spoke about that. I was too afraid at one point to delegate. I thought I had to do everything myself, right? So, yeah, yeah, I was afraid. I was afraid to speak up to people. What if they didn't do it this good? And what if the client didn't like that they were doing it? So it gave me a lot more power and confidence to really step into my role and understand who I am and understand what is my unique ability? What is it that I'm great at? What is it that I love to do? And what don't I like to do? And do something about it as opposed to just doing it all. So yeah. it gave me the ability to delegate. It, that really freed me up to actually build my first self-managing company. So my cleaning company essentially is self-managing now. And uh, it's not my passion. I love it. It's, an, it's given me an incredible amount of income and free time. And I'm very grateful for that, but I just, it's not my passion. I don't like talking cleaning contracts. I don't like looking at cleaning contracts and uh, I love what it does. I love that it helps people, but that's one thing that's really shifted is my ability to delegate and it's really helped me be a lot more selfless. And I think that's another key to success. And you touched on that earlier is about being of service to people, helping other people. Um, 
when I started to understand a lot more how things work, successful people get successful as well by helping other people become successful. And that's what I did with that cleaning company. New people came into the country and I helped start them off and build their own business. Yeah. So being a lot more selfless, a lot better at delegating and trusting that things will get better. So not allowing the external world to really impact how I feel inside. That was huge because as a business owner, so much is happening around us that we can be pulled in a million different ways. This isn't going great, so my day is ruined. Now I can just leave that stuff outside. It doesn't bother me 90% yeah. of the time. I would say yeah. never, not 100, but 90% of the time. Yeah, yeah. So not being so emotionally involved with things, you know, being able to separate and just being a really great leader. Yeah, leader leadership is, and not everybody can do that. So if you're not a good leader, get it, give it to somebody else to do. So, I mean, it's kind of hard running a business and not being a good leader. I, I, I don't know, unless you're like super, super successful and you like, you know that you, you know, you, you're not the leader, so get someone else in. But um, I learned that, you know, leadership is, is I, I think because I love to teach and that's kind of it, but I love to uh, the management side of my business is what I'm really good at is the management, okay. right? So I mean, there's a lot of good things, but the management side is I've learned that I've been I'm, I'm good at the managing and all of that, which is what you have to do when you have a bunch of events. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think that's and self yeah, it's like it's really really important. And if you are micromanaging, it's not good. And here at the end of the day, you have to train your team. So, you know, we have yeah. systems in place. We have lots of great systems and I try to keep them simple. But I also tell my team, look, if this system doesn't work for you, tell me. And if it's if it's not going to, you know, uproar the whole company, then I'm open to looking at what works better for you as, as an because I don't want them to be unhappy. I, I like to work with happy people. I for many years when I worked in corporate Everybody around me was miserable and I hated that. So I, felt, I get to pick who I work with and who my clients are, which is the best part of owning your own business. So we like to Absolutely. have fun and um, I want to make sure that everybody's happy and that's really, and you got to check in with your team. So, um, you know, make it. sure people are, are happy. So that's yeah. really important. Absolutely. Um, that's one of the entrepreneurial freedoms. And, and you said it, you nailed it on the head, is the ability to choose who we work with. Yeah. That is amazing freedom of being an entrepreneur because. Yeah. We surround ourselves with the people that we want to be with, you know, good energy, fun to, and days to enjoy time with, with good people, as opposed to as you're working a nine to five, you don't really have a say in who you're surrounding yourself with. Right, right. Um, and I don't allow my clients, you know, look, they can be snarky and snippy and, you know, uh, uh, you know, upset with me, but I don't let them be like that way with my team. So I yeah. always tell my team, if anybody <laughs> good for you. anything, I can handle them, but you know, I don't think it's necessary. We're, we're all just trying to have fun here. Um, and uh, you know, if there's something they're upset about, we try to figure out what that looks like and how we can help them get out of that emotion. And there's a lot of therapy that goes on with events. So I'm sure <laughs> someone called me their event therapist one yeah. time. I actually went and bought the URL because I thought, well, nice. there might be something awesome. there some way down the road. I still have it, but I haven't used it. <laughs> it's so funny. All right, so why do you think people pay so much money and work with all types of coaches and mentors yet fail to make any real changes in their life? And if they do, why is it so slow? Yeah, um, and that was 
the, the question that I had, and, and it's the paradigm. It's we have this huge gap between what we know and what we do. And everyone thinks if we just get the next book, or if I just do what this person says, or if yeah. I just buy this program, that's going to be the solution. That's right. not. The solution is we cannot override our current programming to, to implement what we already know. And as we get older, that gap actually gets bigger because we know more and we're doing less. So it's, it's learning to implement what we have learned into our behavior. And true learning isn't just being able to you to tell me something and for me to repeat it to you. That's just knowing. Doing is when we actually take it and it becomes a part of us and our behavior changes and our results change. Right, right. And, and yeah. it's the programming. People, people don't change because there's a million reasons, but it's the fear. It's, it's uncomfortable. Uh, it's just their habit is not calling and contacting people every day. It's too hard for them. Yeah. They know they're supposed to, but they won't do it. Right. You must be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I heard that early, early on, and it's not fun, but it is part of owning a business. Yeah. So, I didn't um, want to believe that when I first heard it. I was like, no, no. I'm going to get over the fear first, and then I'll do it. It's like, no, no. You're going to do it because that's the only way to get over the fear. Right, right, right. And just having, you know, a support group around you is very, very important. Um, you know, I've always tried to be in groups or have coaches that are there when I'm falling apart or when I'm like scared about something or I have questions and I'm hard. We're always hard on ourselves, right? Absolutely. I mean, which is really crazy. But um, but you get that, you know, the people around you are supporting you and you can do this and, you know, they see you differently than how you see yourself, yeah. right? So um, I, I know that's really great information. Yeah. So what, yeah. So why do you think others hit the ground running and experience incredible quantum leaps in their success? Yeah. And, and again, you're going to get sick of hearing me say that, but it's the programming. It, it really depends for the most part on how, how we were brought up, where you brought up with criticism and, and uh, praise or praise, I should say, or were you brought up in a household that really inspired and, and really, um, you know, believed in you and taught you to believe in yourself? Like, for example, a good friend of mine uh, who was very successful, I, I'll never forget growing up in his household with him as his best friend. His dad was always there. His parents were so supportive, always building him up, always telling him he could do anything that he wanted. Yeah. Pivot to my house, and I'm not crying about it. It's, it's all good. But it was very critical, very yeah. critical. You know, no support, no encouragement. Uh, and my parents did the best they could, and I love them. And that's just the way it was. But I'll say his name, Stafford, hit the ground running. I mean, he was very successful very young because he had no self-doubts. He had no, like, he did have a bit of fears, but, you know, he was strong enough to push through them. Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. It's a huge difference. Doesn't mean you'll never do it if, if you grew up in a house of criticism, but you may have a bit of more trouble. You may have to work through a little more things to get there. But again, you, you can never let your past results dictate where you're going to go. So even if you're 40 and you haven't done what you wanted to do, it's far from too late. If you want to choose to do it now, you can do it. You refuse to let the past dictate your future. That's right. So I went to college when I was 37. I'm going to tell my age at this point. <laughs> okay. I went to college when I was 37. It took me about seven years. I did not start my business until I was about 46. So add it up. That's where yeah. I'm at. 
Um, <laughs> and, and I came from, they weren't critical of me. They weren't criticizing that I couldn't do anything. They've always been proud. And, but I didn't come, there was a lot of hostility, you know, yeah. divorce and new marriages and lots of that. And my parents separating a million times and yeah. a lot and different schools and they were young. My mom was 16 and my dad was 17 when they had yeah. me. So they were super young and they were together for about 11, 12 years, yeah. but they had a couple more kids. And so my mom had three kids by the time she was like early twenties. And I didn't do that route. I, yeah. I took care of myself and did a career and all of that. But um, I didn't have the guidance to even go to college. So I think I, my thought was, I'm going to get married and I'm going to have babies. That's what yeah. I was going to do because that's what, how I was, you know, yeah. raised. And, um, and then I, re, you know, some people, women that I know that didn't have kids are more upset because they, they should have. It was always a yeah. stereotype that you had to have them. You yeah. don't have to. Obviously, there's a lot more women nowadays who don't. But I didn't have the business guidance. I didn't have the guidance to go to college, get my degree. And, you know, they worked a nine to five job or whatever it was and made no money and never had any money. So it was, there was no retirement funds and there yeah. was no, like, I didn't have any guidance about that. It was like, get a bunch of credit cards, use them, rack them up. And, you know, that's kind of where I came yeah. from. So you have to change it yourself. So I just did a lot of reading and self-teaching and learning from other people and, I think that's what's really, and we have so much resource now with the internet, which is, yeah. we didn't have that when I was younger. So um, it's a really, it's almost impossible not to be successful these days. Now, I, I really feel like that. I think it's, there's so much opportunity out there. So I didn't have that either. And I still have to work on that. You know, there's a lot of money issues probably that still go on with me. Um, and that's the truth. And no matter how much money I make, there's always stuff there from how I was raised. Yeah, absolutely. It's so interesting that you say that. I have a question for you. What do you think shifted? Because here's the thing, we are a product of our environment. So that's why you see third, fourth, fifth generation welfare recipients, because they just continually do the way they were programmed to do and live that way. Alcoholics, yeah. drug addicts, you know, so sometimes someone will break away from the pack as me, myself as an example, you know, I grew up in a traumatic household with drugs and alcohol and very, Barely anyone passed uh, high school, not too successful. And I went the different route. So I'm curious what inspired you to break free and go your route? Yeah. I mean, I think for the most part, it's just who I was as a person, like what I was born with. I think a lot of it is that. Um, I wanted more success in my life. I wanted bigger things in my life. I wanted to travel. I wanted to, you know, experience things. And I surrounded myself with people. So, you know, I, I worked in film and television for many years and I always wanted to be a producer, but back in those days, women weren't allowed to do anything, right? So, um, and then I, um, not that it was that long ago, but still it was, you know, it's it's in my generation that that's how it was, was happening. And I just started, I had a legal background as well. So <laughs> in between films and TVs that I was doing, I was in um, doing uh, legal work, which is great for my business because, as you said, you don't like contracts. I'm big on contracts. I love Thank to you. negotiate. If Liz is still on, she's laughing right now because I'm like the queen of negotiation. So, um, but <laughs> I, um, I uh, surrounded myself. There was lots of lawyers, and I thought, 
I mean, most of them were horrible managers, but yet they were managing an apartment, which they don't aren't trained to do. And so I thought, you know what? And they were all Harvard, Yale graduates. And everybody, I wasn't getting the, um, the respect that I should have gotten or the recognition of how smart I was because I didn't have a degree. And in corporate, if you don't have a degree, you cannot advance. So ironically, and to be an entrepreneur was not anything that anybody thought of unless you were born into it or had a lot of money. Entrepreneurship was not something as I was growing up that was talked about a lot. So it's a lot different now, but it wasn't like that then. And so I just thought, well, gosh, these guys, I need to, in order for me to advance in my corporate career, I'm going to have to get my degree because my I couldn't get into those bigger jobs. I had kind of hit a level of what I was making at the time, which was still good money, but I just, I wasn't be able, I couldn't get any further without a degree. Yeah. I went to college and ironically enough, the economy crashed and uh, I was bored. So there was nothing going on with the, I was working for a commercial real estate company. I was the director of operations and I ran all their events. So all the jobs I had along the way, I've always been doing events. Yeah. But, um, and so I ended up uh, figuring, okay, I'm just going to start a business, right? So I had enough knowledge in legal to get the business going legally up and all of that stuff. And before I knew it, I they laid me off because they had, had nothing going on, but I already had my business going and I negotiated a year severance package. And yeah. before I, yeah. I was running the business and here yeah. I am. It was, it was tough. It was not yeah. easy. It, nothing's ever come easy, so it's not like I've been, you know, given any kind of, uh, you know, any. I've always, always had to work very yeah. hard for what I have, so I've never yeah. been anything. So if people yeah. think, oh, you know, she's she's been given, it's never been that way. I've always taken care of myself and done it myself. So, um, but college was a big thing for me. I really got a lot of confidence from going to college. Not, I didn't learn how to run the business, you know. I just. For whatever reason, I just, the confidence was there. And then once I started, you know, really figuring out, I think it gave me that critical thinking that I needed, which is what college really does. And then I just kind of went on from there and just got a coach. I always have a coach yeah. help me. And I think that's really the key, right? Yeah, it's so huge to invest in ourselves. So many people are so hesitant to invest in themselves. It's so interesting to invest yeah. in like a couple thousand dollar purses or cars and it's like I know. I'm not going to spend a few thousand dollars on me like it's it's the best investment you can make it's the best and every time I have it's been absolutely well worth it right you said something really important I think and everyone that's listening should really make note of this like surround yourself with people that are winning that you want to aspire to be because yes. if when you become who you surround yourself with and it's going to be a lot harder to grow and break through these barriers uh, if you're surrounding yourself with people that have no drive, that are happy with where they are, and they, they don't have a growth mentality. You need right. to surround yourself with people that are winning. So true. It's like, it's so true. Um, so why is it so chill? We're coming down here. If anybody has any questions, we're almost up on the hour here, but I have a couple more things I want to ask you. Um, why is it so challenging to change, and what is the first real step? I think change is hard because we're wired to stay where it is because it's safe and it's comfortable as human beings. We are hardwired to not want to change. Yeah. And the first step really is to have a reason bad enough to want to change for a goal. You know, if you want to just lose weight, for example, for the, for the purpose of losing weight, that's not a good goal. As soon as something comes up or a challenge comes up, you're just going to go eat whatever you want. And the same thing with a business. If it's, 
literally just, I want to make a few more dollars. And it's like not a real goal that you're emotionally involved with, you know, raising uh, kids through private school. It depends. Everyone's so different, but it could be really wanting to have that automobile or breaking free from poverty and being able to travel the world, whatever it may be. And interestingly enough, so many of those reasons uh, that you shared were the same as mine, traveling and aspiring to be more. Yeah. Uh, huge. But yeah, you need you need a solid goal, something that really fires you up. And you don't necessarily have to know how you're going to get it. But you have to want it. And it has to almost excite and scary at the same time, because right. that will give you the desire to push through the discomfort, continually to persist through the heartache, the, the setbacks, the challenges. You, you need to have a real strong goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And discipline is, I mean, I have good discipline. So you have to be disciplined in everything you do. Absolutely. Exercising, you know, look, I, I'm not perfect. I don't, I don't, ex sometimes I don't, weeks I don't exercise at all. It just depends. I don't beat myself up over it though. Yeah. When I feel like, okay, so I've, it's been a few days, I want to go exercise again. But, yeah. um, but I try to eat right. And uh, some days I have cheat days and I just, I, but I, you know, it's not beating myself over because I know I'm disciplined enough that I'm going to go back and yeah. do it again. And Did I'm you used to beat yourself up a lot? Not really. I mean, you know, look, we all do at some point, but not to any extreme. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I'm just good at the discipline thing. I, good you know, you. someone asked me the yeah. other day, like, how do I stop eating all this garbage? And I'm like, just don't eat it. Like, and I get that it's, it's, there's a, you know, there's something there, but just don't eat it. Like, go to something else that's healthy and eat it and then you'll stop eating that garbage yeah. right pick up something that's healthy and then you, eventually you you won't have the taste for something that's bad and yeah, you have to it on a longer period of time to get you to a point where you can go and cheat it's just like alcohol you can't you know you will if you have a some people can't just have a drink one drink so you know there's like that too but um yeah. So, uh, so how do you help others do this? Yeah, so we, we take them through a, a process that was created, you know, pretty much after about 50 years of research from, from Bob going through all of his different types of development, working with other people in systems. And we really teach them how to find that goal. You know, what is it that they truly want? And then we help them really get clear on what it is that's stopping them and then also helping them program in the new behaviors that's going to be effective in helping them move forward to reach that goal. So essentially changing the habitual patterns they have. Yeah. And you must be passionate about what your like what your goal is. Like if you're starting a business and you're starting an event business or wedding business and you don't have the passion for it, don't do it because you have to love this every single day because it's very hard to, to have an event business and any business that you're doing, you must have the passion for it. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. we gotta quit telling ourselves it's always so hard. It is challenging, but us continually affirming to us how hard it is just makes it that much harder, right? Yeah. So it can be done. You can absolutely. Yeah. Many, many people own event businesses. And so yeah or you know, whatever business that is, and you can do it. It's just, you have to do it and, and be consistent. Yeah. And you have to want it, just like you said, you have to want it. You have to be willing to sacrifice certain things and replace them with other habits. You know, That's Are you gonna give up watching TV two hours a night and study and learn about this business and work on your, you know, your, your self 
uh, personal development and, you know, eat healthier so you have the energy. Like, a lot of people aren't willing to do that because they don't want it bad enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been so great. I love talking to you. I could go on for hours about this. <laughs> yeah, that's great. How can everybody find you? Um, some of your guests, I guess, are on Facebook. So you could find me on Facebook, just Curtis Stamp, and others on Instagram is Curtis.Stamp. Those are the two best ways to get in touch. Just shoot okay. me a DM, and I'm happy to connect. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Curtis. I enjoyed this so much. My you're pleasure. Like to listen to, and I love all the stuff that you're doing. Likewise. Okay. Flew by. It was a great time. Yeah, it was a good time. Okay, yeah. you guys, thank you so much for joining us. Come next week. We're going to have another great episode. Can't wait to see you. Have a fabulous weekend, and we'll see you guys later.